Good morning, I'm Lauren Andrews Brown, an independent documentary filmmaker. Being behind a camera in over 40 countries has resulted in hours, days, terabytes of footage. So much of what happens to make a shoot possible ends up on the metaphorical cutting room floor. Most of my editing used to take place in planes, trains, or whatever available coffee shop had a decent filter, single origin coffee, and always using the hashtag today's office. Now, I'm picking up the scraps, reviewing old interviews, and scrolling through my social media, or coming to you live for my first trip post-pandemic to give you a behind-the-scenes look at what it is like to travel, produce, film, direct, record, alone, as my own correspondent. I'm currently sat in Accra Airport in Ghana, where after a tedious process to apply for a visa, fill out online paperwork in advance, prepay for an arrival test, arrive, have said arrival test taken, which almost took my brains out with it, um, find my luggage, and now I'm sat on the other side of the airport. I can see the outside just through those doors, but I have to wait until my test result comes in order to be released. This is what it's like to travel and work during a pandemic because it's still not over. But what I am looking forward to in this trip is getting behind the camera again, meeting people again, interacting as best as I'm able to. You know, I'm going to take a real surgical approach to it, I think. Because when I film surgery, yeah, I can meet the patients ahead of time. But a lot of the time, they're just out cold, actually, on the table while an operation is happening, or while I'm speaking to a doctor afterwards, or while people are cleaning up. So I'm, the, the world of sterility is not foreign to me. But I've never been to Ghana. I've been to Liberia. I've been to Sierra Leone both twice or three times in some instances. But, and I've transferred through Ghana Airport. But I've never actually been in Ghana. I'm looking forward to the people I'm going to be working with. I have to say, despite waiting for another test result, everything here is really clean. It's very organized. It's very orderly. It is not the West Africa that I normally know. So upon waking up my first morning in Ghana and meeting my colleagues down at breakfast, along with a very inquisitive peacock, yes, peacock, both male and female, were present. Um, we started off on this shoot, my first one during the pandemic here in Ghana. Ghana is a very interesting place um, in the sense of how they've handled the pandemic, I think, how they are still handling it. And I have to say, you know, through the checkpoints and the, gre you know, the adjusted greetings, I have felt really, really safe here. I had a few questions for one of my colleagues who I was traveling with as to how things have changed over the last year here in Ghana in regards to the pandemic and the wider impact it's had. Um, oh, do we have to go through this checkpoint? No. Oh, okay. So, when do you remember when you first found out what COVID was? Yeah, it was um, 
on the 15th March 2020. Mm. That's when I got the information that there is COVID. And did the government tell it to you, or? Yes, it's from the government. Information was from the government. And what was your understanding of it? Um. Because it was it's changed over the year, right? Y- yes. Um. My understanding is I haven't really witnessed anyone being affected with the COVID. But the symptoms that they are saying, um, people do cough and uh, sneeze and all that. Uh, But since they've announced to the public, to us, that there is a COVID, a virus that is spreading this pandemic. So what they said, the preventions, the preventions, the uh, protocols. So wearing masks and using sanitizer often and washing your hands. So that's what we were doing. And um, my understanding is if you do that, you, you won't be affected. Yeah. Are these checkpoints normal? No, they are when you are going before you check. Just before, oh, because of the hospital? Yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. So they just want to make sure that anyone yeah, no one, goes yeah, yeah. to the hospital is, yeah, not, yes. is not sick. Sick, yeah. Um, I know that um, Ebola did not happen here, mm-hmm. but was there any worry at first when they announced that it was like Ebola? Yes. Did anyone think that? Yes, we we heard there was Ebola in uh, our neighbor country, and uh, the government have to take a serious uh, precautions like um, restrictions by the borders to cross to the, those countries. So we stopped um, traveling to those countries, and our flight, planes, cars, trading, everything stopped at that time. To prevent it to come to Ghana. Did the same thing happen with COVID, or was it different? Yes, the same thing happened with COVID. All the borders were closed. The flight, the airport was closed. Everything was closed. Was closed. Yeah. And how did that affect the people? Um, the way it affected people is um, when the borders were closed, uh, traders cannot travel again, and um, the flight, the airport also was also closed. People cannot travel outside again. To transact businesses, so everyone was just in the house. The schools were closed, um, stores were closed. So it got to a time when the government even have to give an, an information with the security services agencies to make sure that everyone doesn't um, go out for about one to two months. No one goes out, just going out on streets or going to a drinking spot or nightclub. Everything was stopped. So people were just stuck in the house, not going anywhere. Teachers were not going to school. Yeah. The kids were with the parents, and it was a lot of work. And for people were really, really frustrated. Yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah. so that was. Do you, do you call that lockdown here? Yes, lockdown. Yeah. So lockdown was two months, or no? Lockdown was. I think it was more than two months. Yeah, yeah, like a year. A year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're just coming out of lockdown. Lockdown. Now. Yes. Yeah, so just kids, kids haven't been in school, school for, for a year. For a year, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, for a year. And trading stopped for a year? Yes. Even as we are speaking now, mm-hmm. the borders are still not open yet. Only the airport? Only the airport, yeah. Because they can do testing there? Yeah, exactly. Is testing available anywhere else other than the airport? Um, I think uh, they have some uh, stations where they do their testing. They have a specialist there, the lab technicians there, that do the testing, but not close to us, not close to everyone. 
Yeah, it's it's not common. It's one in at the, one at the airport, and at the length, one is also at Kumansi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the no, it's, it's in Ashanti region. So a year ago, were are people taking the precautions and everything very seriously? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And has that changed? Um, it has changed a little bit. Yeah, it has changed a little bit. But I think it's very interesting that people still respect masks mm -hmm. and, you know, ask people, you know, if they're comfortable or not. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, like at the hotel where we're staying at, mm -hmm. everyone wears a mask. Because yeah. um, to me, I don't know how you feel, but to me, that's like a sign that I care about other humans. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, because I don't want to get them sick. Yes. And... So do you think? Do you feel that in in Ghana, people and even when we were just in Matthias's home, I noticed they had um, hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. Is that something before COVID that they would normally keep? No, it was COVID that brought that attention. Yeah. So do you think there's you know there's positive things that have come out like more hand washing exactly. or keeping hands cleaner? Sure. Sure. Um, because we know that that can cause infection. Infection. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and that kids can get sick. From yes, it. yes. Now we are more hygienic. Yeah. yeah, we are more hygienic. Which is a good thing. Yeah, sure, sure. You know. Yeah. Um, have you heard of anyone that died of COVID? Um, I've we I've heard, but um, I haven't been so close to it. Right. Yeah, I've heard several. Yeah, about okay. more than ten thousand people. Yeah. So people just kind of adjusted. Yes. So I know when I travel um, in Liberia, in Sierra Leone, we, there's a certain handshake you do. Mm -hmm. Is there one here for Ghana? Yeah, the the one we do here is either your arm, arm to arm. Yep. Or you, or the, you yeah, just a punch. Just punch, right. like, but it, not your palm. Right. Was it always that even before COVID? No. Before we COVID, shake, the, our a, culture we shake, shake. Yeah, shake. and hugged. Yeah. And hugged. But now we stopped. Stop. But everyone is just kind of adjusted. Yes. It's a little bit difficult, but yeah, yeah. Because that's not our culture. Our culture yeah. is we always stay together and uh, shake. And if you, you go, you visit someone in their home, yeah. they have to shake you and welcome you. But now it's no more. Yeah. yeah. So you just adjust. It's pretty cool. And overall, um, like in all the things to think about when it comes to concerns in Ghana. How high is COVID? You know, what's the biggest thing you're concerned with? Is it COVID or is it something else? Like food or, you know, other health issues? Or... It's, it's, no, I would say it's COVID. It's COVID? Yeah, it's COVID. Um, and if someone gets sick here, do they have to isolate? Uh, unless they do the test. Unless they do the test. If they see the symptoms and they are a little bit confused, then they will do the COVID test before they isolate. And if, is there... You know, like, because with the, the work I did with Ebola, there was um, stigma afterwards. Mm -hmm. If someone survived, mm -hmm. or if someone was a child of a survivor. Mm -hmm. Is there that same kind of stigma here? Because it's... Yes, yes, um, it, it really happened. So people were scared of those who um, survived. When they heard that their neighbors, they heard that they were having the COVID and they have to actually them. The government have to take care of this. But when they came back, those who make it, when they came back, people were scared to get close to them. Mm. So the government have to come out with them uh, through the information uh, 
uh, sector, yeah. so they have to come to the to talk to the public that don't see that kind of person that they have been in that victim or being a, a coronavirus affected should be a person that we should isolate in our society mm -hmm. when they are being here. So uh, there is nothing that will um, make you stay away from that type of person if the person has been healed. Yeah, so that's why they isolate them. So, so, so that's good information then? Yes, yes. so now it's, it's getting better. And would you say that people really trust the information of the government? Yeah, some do, some, some don't. Do. Some yeah. don't. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else that like you think I should know or ask about COVID here in Ghana specifically? Or Yeah, it's a, um, what I would say is uh, the way they are handling the COVID, especially in the education sector, which, which um, I would say the kids that are going to the school, um, some of the school authorities, they are not so um, sensitive in the issue about the COVID. Mm. And uh, most of it, too, uh, the people use it as a, a political uh, statement. Right. Yeah, so some people doesn't care in the, some schools, some authorities, they don't care. So I think with that, that's something that the government need to do more about. Interesting. Sure. So people, if they don't support the current people in government, yes, they're not. Then they don't want to ask, comply. Masks or doing yeah. protocols. They or... don't want to comply. Oh wow. Yeah. Right, and then putting those kids and their families at risk. Then. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's been incredible to experience being back in Africa after so long, and to know that the world is beginning to open up, but in the safest and most responsible ways that it can. So before we take off and finish this month's episode, I want to let you know that early bird registration for this year's Global Health Film Festival is now open. The festival will run for 10 days from Friday the 26th of November and will feature new global health stories from all around the world including the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Somaliland, Japan, Turkey, and Hungary. The full program will be in place by the end of September, with themes already emerging around gender violence, the politics of aid, maternal and newborn health. To find out more and to get your early bird festival pass, visit globalhealthfilm.org. And that's it for today. Back next month with a new episode from my correspondent, do join me.